Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Kevin Wadland has been registered partially sighted from the age of nine. Kevin joins me on the programme now to tell us about his eye condition and why radio is such an important medium to him. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on the programme today. Now, tell us a bit about your sight condition. Well, my sight actually is um, I'm partial sighted, I'm registered partial sighted. I'm blind to one eye, but the other eye actually has been very strange because I see in blue through the eye and it's all started from the back of the brain with some of the nerves at the back of the eye. And sometimes it goes like a blobby ball shape, but I can see, I, I can still take a mobility vehicle out, but it seems very strange. Like sometimes I can't take it out because they actually... My eyesight goes like you can see two or see a three, or you see, like, a, if you were down in an aquarium and see blue in an aquarium, that's what you see, and I would be at all much down in the dark in the aquarium because the you know, eyesight would match up the same as you see in a, a shark in the aquarium. Right, I see. And did doctors ever tell you what this condition no, was? No, I've had scans done, but they don't seem to know what actually is causing it. Some things it's called there's blood vessels at the back of the brain, but they can't pinpoint it. But it seems to be that blue, they don't seem to recognise the blue. Sometimes there's, sometimes I go down to have my eyes tested and they say, well, your eyes are a little bit better in the wall. So from the last time I went down, but I've got to have large print. I can't see small print any uh, such longer. The small prints are very terrible. And it all like, it can thickly mix them together. So how long has this been going on for, Kevin? Oh, it's actually, I think I was nine years old. I did actually suffer from epilepsy, petty mouths and grand mouths, actually. And then that series that stopped actually, and then but really left. This is where the other eye they call it a lazy eye, and they started going blind. But the other eye, it sort of last uh, 19, 19 year, it started seeing sort of blue colours. And I went to the medical people, and I've had tests ever since. So it must be very frustrating for you not knowing the, you know, what your actual eye condition is, because I think you know when you're given an actual diagnosis and a name. At least you know you can go on and you can Google, you can search, you can research, you can, you know, try and learn more about your condition. But I suppose it's a bit up in the air for you, Kevin. Yeah, these days it's very strange because I mean I used to do a lot of walking actually and uh, and seeing you know, picking things out for trees and thing. But at the end of the day, sometimes my eyes look a lot better sometimes, and sometimes it's not. It all depends like migraine. If you've got a migraine headache, but it, it starts to interfere with the eyesight by like a very dark patch over your eye, and as you take your glasses off, you've got a line across the eye, and it seems very, uh, well, I feel a bit sometimes a bit low, because sometimes you get good days and bad days, but there are people out there who's completely blind who's worse off than me. Well, do you know, I'm completely blind, and I know that, you know, yes, I have my down days as, as much as, you know, other people have their down days as well, but I do sometimes wonder, and I'm not saying that, that this is, you know, a fact or it's for definite, but I sometimes wonder, as being somebody that's completely blind myself, is it maybe a little more frustrating when you've got partial sight? Because at least I know what I'm dealing with. I can't see anything. So I don't have to strain to see. But when you are, you know, partially sighted and you're straining to see things, I'd imagine that would be quite frustrating. I believe that you say people who like yourself, you're, also, you're completely blind. They usually say that a person who's completely blind can do different senses. They pick up different things. They hear things. They, they can hear a lot more sense and they use their ears and they use their mind to build up a word picture. 
Well, I think you're relying on your senses a lot more. I don't think anything physically changes in the body, Kevin, but I do believe that, that I, I do rely on things like touch and taste and smell and hearing and, you know, all that a lot more than I used to. But listen, speaking about uh, using your ears, uh, you've been involved in podcasting for a while now, haven't you? 32 years I've been doing, first of all, I started actually with talking tapes of line. And partially sided. And then I came at a coordinator for the PL15 area for the Royal Minister of the Line for talking books machines that go into their homes. And then I did that for about nine years. And then I did Cornwall Tape. That was the, the Handicap Association for people who were actually relying on Irish Barry's second loan day. But then I decided to go out and do some walks, country walks and that. And then I thought, well, still didn't leave them static. And then I contacted uh, St. Lawrence's and they had a radio beacon for hospital patients there. And I did that for a couple of while, and then I contacted Plymouth, and then I haven't looked back since. I've been doing programs for pre-recorded programs, regular programs for every week, interviews with famous people, famous and not so famous people, and local events. Well, I know that you have uh, interviewed a whole host of famous people. Uh, now, we don't have long enough to actually list them because I know it's a, a, a fair oh, list, yeah. but give us some of the people that you have interviewed that are famous. George Hamlin IV, George Hamlin IV from Nashville, Tennessee. I've interviewed um, Tony Beard from Wakefield, Bidicom, at one and more. He did for a little radio station. I've interviewed Laura Tennant of, of Cornwall. I've interviewed David Lusky, who's, who was then the Black Rod. It's, it's endless. I've been down the mines. I've been down the Geaver Mine. I've been down Poldark Mine. I've actually been in a bird aviary with lovebirds and cockatiels. And I went in with a green jacket on and it came out white. <laughs> I can imagine. I <laughs> but I had a beautiful beside me. I've actually interviewed an elephant. <laughs> a triple circus. Now, Kevin, I know that radio and audio and podcasting is so important to you. How can people listen to your podcast? Well, you can listen to, uh, if you turn into uh, www.soundcloud.com slash hospital radio Plymouth and put it to Country Walk Southwest. Or they can do www.soundcloud.com slash Launston Podcasts. They should be able to get it on their mobiles or their laptops. And it comes down with various areas of interesting places to visit interested people from the Cornish side to the Denver side. And even people from Forest Eastbourne have actually tuned into it. And they're getting a bit of a voice of my Cornish voice. My goodness. Well, do you know, your Cornish voice is wonderfully Cornish. It really is. And it's somewhere that I'd love to visit. I've never been to Cornwall. And do you know what I would love to do first when I go to Cornwall? What's that? I'm a real foodie. I would love to have a really, really authentic Cornish pasty in Cornwall. That probably sounds really silly. Cornish pasty, some every cake, some saffron cake. And um, enjoy, enjoy it actually with a pasty actually you love enjoy. Your pasty actually, you can have all sorts of fillings now. But a true Cornish pasty, as a Cornish would know, is skirt, meat, potato, onion, turnip, a bit of pepper, a bit of salt, crisp over, crimp on the side, and he's got to be 12 inches long. And he, they used to say, if it's a good pasty, you can drop down a mine shaft, and when he goes to the bottom, you'll stay together. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I won't be testing out that theory, I have to say, Kevin, but I will be testing out the, the Cornish pasty at some point soon, hopefully. Jam and cream as well. <laughs> okay. Listen, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. It really has. The very best of luck with your future interviews and podcasts. You're out there. You are the voice of those sort of people out there 
we are the voice, we are the listeners, we are the voice as well for the future to come, the people who have got partial sided and the people who can't see, because a radio is their lifeline. Well, yes, it is, Kevin. And I have to say, you know, it is uh, our job, I suppose, to to paint pictures in people's heads. So, um, yes, it's it's a medium that I absolutely love. It really is. And I'm so lucky to work in and uh, so lucky to have uh, met and spoken to you today. So thank you for joining us. Thank you much for speaking to me. Thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.